Hello and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. I am your host, Josh. I'm here with our my co-host today, Jacob Rush. What up? This is, ep- this is episode 204. How are you doing today, Jacob? Dude, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've uh, been busy with work, just constantly going, so life's not... Life's pretty simple for me. Work, college, repeat. Work, college, repeat. I love taking care of my babies, though, and... I've been spending a lot more time with Lindsay that I've talked about on the show, and that's been fun, too, so it's been good. Good. I feel like it's kind of this year, um, including myself, I usually have a lot more going on right now, so it, it kind of sucks in a way, but yeah, we'll get through it. Things are a little slow right now, um, but uh, I, know, I know at least for my daughter, school should be starting up next week. Hopefully, we'll see how that goes. What grade, <laughs> what grade is she in? She's going into kindergarten. Kindergarten. Goodness gracious. Yeah, my daughter's going into pre-kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, we did that. Uh, we, we did that one last year. Didn't get to finish the year, but uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully all this nonsense ends up going away sooner than later. <laughs> we'll see. Without too much further ado here, um, we will get to the topic here shortly. But first, we will jump into what we are radical rexing about. So, Jacob, it's just us two tonight. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Thanks, man. Well, um, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm radical rexing about... Um, I mentioned her, like, just Lindsay. Been hanging out with my new girlfriend, Lindsay, and um, it's pretty cool that she's... You know, she's not, like, a gamer like us, but she knows of games, and... Uh, She's not somebody who shies away from them, and she'll play them, you know? So it's... uh, And she's actually good. Like, she knows what she's doing. We played Mario um, 64 and ate pizza a few weeks ago, and that was her idea, and she was good. I mean, she, like, just did it, you know? And normally I'm used to seeing women play games, and they're, like, not good, or they don't really know what they're doing or where to go, you know? And I'm not trying to be sexes here i know there are gamer girls out there um but i'm saying that from my personal experience i have seen women who are not good at the games that's the the normal that i've ran into i'm not saying that's every woman just to cover my bases here so don't come <laughs> suing me um but i'm saying Lindsay was really good at the game she just knew what to do she knew how to get power stars she knew how to catch the bunny in the hallway downstairs like she just knew what she was doing and that was cool to me you know normally it's me like hey you want to check out this game and she the you know like my ex would just watch to be nice not really caring at all about what i was doing but Lindsay does care, and she started playing Mario 64 because she knew that was my favorite Mario game, like, replaying it. She has the 64, and she has Diddy Kong Racing. I mean... Hey! I mean... (laughs) And she has DK64, too, so... Things are looking good there. Um, And her daughter, Charlotte's really adorable, too, and she's Riley's age, and we've all been hanging out as all of us, and Riley, Jack, Charlotte, Lindsay, and I, so... It's fun. It's fun. It's good. God's good. Um, you know, still recovering in life one day at a time. Every day is a little different. Some days are better than others. Uh, but uh, I'm correcting about that. And then uh, 
but not really much more. I mean, outside of that, life's kind of difficult in a lot of ways, financially, college, um, just managing a bunch of different things. So that's that can be difficult, but um, I guess, and, and all the lack of Nintendo news and just hearing rumor after rumor and nothing ever happens or something happens and it's not what we wanted or expected, that's been kind of deflating, so that's been the opposite of radical rexing. That's that's like, a, oh, what's a good, what am I fire implementing about, I guess. That could be a good one. And <laughs> it's the fact that we keep getting bogus rumors of Nintendo. So, but what about you, Josh? What are you um, fire implementing about? I mean, radical rexing Yo about. boy. <laughs> I'm going to get hate mail for oh. that. <laughs> All right, so I, I guess the first thing, um, as you all know, I've been playing a lot of NES games lately, which is not something I normally do a whole lot of. That's kind of a system I, I didn't start until the SNES. And, I mean, I've played some NES games, but I'm really, like, taking advantage of what I've got and just uh, going back and trying some things I haven't before, some things I have. And it, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of painfully difficult games from that time period. Um I did get through one live on stream the other night. Didn't think I was going to, that wasn't the plan was to beat it, but I did. It was um, the uh, Adventures at Magic Kingdom, the Disney game, which is like after, uh, it's kind of looks like Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World or Disneyland, which I love that stuff. I don't know about anybody else, but that's just kind of my thing. I wish I could put more effort into that part of my life and make that more of a thing, but uh, yeah, I'm not rich. So anyhow, um, outside of that, um, I got a pretty sweet, I wish, this is one of those times I wish we had video on here. Um, my wife actually surprised me with a um, a face mask that has the NOS logo on it. Um, it's black and it's got the logo right in the middle of it, which is pretty sweet. Same, Pretty much the same day I got a Battletoads hat, so got all kinds of neat stuff there. Um, outside of that, kind of like Jacob was just saying, there's really not a whole lot um, game-wise that I guess we have to look forward to from a Nintendo standpoint, at least for now. So there's not really a whole lot else going on there. Um, my wife might get the Tony Hawk remake thing um, this weekend, so that's pretty cool for the Xbox. But um, other than that with the games, really, there's not much else. Um, it, it's uh, Again, it's just kind of a weird time still in the middle of all of this craziness. Um, and, and, and me working from home, my wife sometimes working from home, not really going a whole lot of places. It's uh, both, it's got good things and bad things. But um, yeah, I've just been, especially this evening, this this is a Wednesday evening. I'm, one thing, uh, I'm trying to think of how to word it. <laughs> I guess I was going to say, I'm trying to be praying about um, is just sort of more of a fresh view on life, sort of just a fresh life, if that makes sense. kind of feel like just kind of doing the same things over and over again, not making any real progress. Um, and I kind of want to get out of that. I don't like getting stuck in a mindless day-in, day-out, sort of the same junk over and over again. So anyway, without going too much into, I guess, my personal issues there, just uh, just something that's been on my mind. So anyhow, speaking of Battletoads there a little bit ago, that is actually our topic for today. Um, we are going back to the original Battletoads
to be on the show tonight, but I wanted to go ahead and call in and share my nostalgia for the Battletoads. Uh, so I, my first experience with Battletoads was actually at a Pizza King. We went there for like a class party um, in elementary school or maybe it was middle school, probably elementary school. Um, and I remember like you could like pay like quarters or you could pay some money to get some game time on their TV screen. Um, and it was one of those Pizza Kings that had like the trains too that brought you your pizza. Um, but yeah, they had these individual booths with individual TVs, and uh, we we paid some money to uh, get some game time on. Uh, I think it was. I want to say it was an NES. Um, but yeah, we could just like, you know, without a card trick or anything, we just pop in there and play a game, and that was what we chose with Battletoads. Man, was that super hard? We didn't get very far in it, but it was awesome, kind of watching people hype about it. Uh, yeah, that's my nostalgia. Later. Hey guys, this is Chris. Uh, I noticed that Ryan left a voicemail of his own, so I was tempted to leave one as well. So, my trivia question for you guys is, what are the real names of the Battletoads? Alright, so I heard that by the way there. Um, the real names of the Battletoads. I think, I, I know what he's getting at with the uh, the cartoon that lasted. I think it was more of like a pilot that came out many, many years ago. And I don't think this is like canon, so to speak, in the games. But in that cartoon, they were all like humans. I think they were high schoolers. It was just three guys that had gotten turned into these big frogs. And you know what? I cannot remember their names at all. I don't think it was anything all that like special. You know what I mean? Like it was like Bill and Ted or I don't know. <laughs> well, not, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, but I honestly could not tell you without pulling it up. Hmm. Jacob, I, I, you probably, do you know? <laughs> um, well, do I You're know? You're going to look it up, aren't you? Um, He's searching for it. I don't really <laughs> need to look Here we it. go. I don't I even found need it. to look it up because... He already gave us the answers. Pimple was so George Pimp Pie. Rash yep. was Dave Shar, And Zitz was Morgan Ziegler. There we go. Okay, so their last names were, were kind of different. Or Ziegler or something. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't even know there was a cartoon about them. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of one of those things. I guess this does this, this kind of get us into our topic. Um, so the Battletoads was sort of Rare's answer, so to speak, to the Ninja Turtles craze mm -hmm, back in the yeah. 80s. Um, this was sort of, there was a lot of, I don't want to say clones, but a lot of battle toadsy type things back. If you remember back in the early nineties, that some of you all wouldn't remember this, of course, but things like street sharks, right. Um, is, is one that comes to mind. And a lot yep. of those kind of came and went, this is one that actually had some, some good moderate success. Um, you know, particularly more in the, in the video game realm of things, but, uh, um, I know they try to get a cartoon going and, and, and toy lines and all of that sort of thing back then. Um, granted, of course, it's not as big as Turtles, but it still, it still had its fair amount of uh, victories back then. Um, now, the first game, um, which is probably what we'll talk about the most here, we're going to cover a bit of all the series here and there, but, but this is going to be the biggest part, I would say, of, of our focus. But it came out in North America first, um, and June, well, I'm sorry, yeah, June the 1st, 1991. 
then later in Japan that year, December 20th, and then Europe didn't get it until 93 in February. So, yeah, we got that one first, and it came out on the NES. Um, so this is one of those, like, really late kind of NES games. I don't think we had gotten quite to the Super Nintendo here yet, but I, I believe Japan did. I think they were on the Super Famicom by that point. But, yeah, I, I actually, for me, my own nostalgia with it, um, I can't say I have a whole lot of nostalgia with it, so to speak. I've, I've played it a little bit over the more recent years, and I knew of it and always wanted to try it and that sort of thing. But other than that, really, I didn't play a whole lot of NES games because my dad traded it in for the Super NES shortly after I was born um, until, like, more recent, well, recent E times. I guess I'm getting old, but, like, with the Wii when you yeah, download yeah. NES games, things like that. And, of course, Battle... Yeah. Of course, Battletoads was, was not included on any of that stuff, or mm -hmm. the virtual consoles, or any of that, or Animal Crossing on the GameCube. Right. Um, so any of that kind of thing. Now, Jacob, did you have any sort of like past memories with this in the younger days, so to speak? So no, my only original experience with Battletoads in general is um, my brother. One of my older brothers had a Super Nintendo that he would bring over sometimes um, from his. I mean, this, he's a, uh, so without giving my, my whole family history, both my parents were married before they married each other. So back then, my brother, two of my older brothers had a different mom, and um, they would, ha they had a Super Nintendo there, which I never, I didn't know that her, that her was never involved, you know, so it was just like, he would sometimes bring it over. We did not have it regularly at our house. Um, so I don't, I never really had a Super Nintendo to play with, but I do remember when he'd bring it over, he had like Battletoads and, uh, when he very rarely brought it over, he had Battletoads and I remember watching him play that one and maybe me button mashing it a little bit, but that was it. That's the extent of it. So, um, that's it. Yeah. I didn't really know what Battletoads was back then. Um, and, uh, to be fair, I really didn't know much about them until um, recent, more recent times, I'd say, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those um, earlier rare franchises. They came out with a lot of just um, a lot of random stuff back then, and Battletoads was kind of their biggest, I yeah. would say it's one of their first big hits, so to speak, before it, Donkey it, Kong Country. It was. I, I really feel like that was their... It was kind of like a band, if you view it as like a band that like they get noticed for like one of their really good songs on one album. And then yeah. they're, and then they're, because of that hit, because of that hit song they had, they got more money and were able to do more for their next game, their next album, and make a killer album that in better quality than they could have before. And that's what they kind of did with the Donkey Kong series. I mean, even with the original Battletoads that we're talking about today, like, just looking at the Rare logo on it, it's just, like, it's it's old school. It's not even... It was really before Rare started to establish a direction that they wanted to go, you know? It kind of seems like Rare before was just throwing anything at the wall, making whatever they could to stick, um, and just trying to make money off of whatever they could just to stay afloat, you know? Um, but they... Uh, 
this was their first franchise that they created and that they, I don't know if it was the first one they created, but I know that this was one of their own. Right. And um, it took off, you know, it took off. Yeah, it it definitely is healthy here. Like I said, well, I know we're going to focus on the NES game there, but it really, like, yeah, there was a new new game, what was it, uh, a couple weeks ago now that, that I've played through that was released. But af- since before that one, I believe the last game that was in that series, like officially like a brand new game anyway, mm-hmm. minus some ports, was in 1994 with the arcade, if I remember correctly. Mm. So this, it, it was successful, but it still only really had like a three-year run, so to speak. Um, and there was a good handful of games there. Um, just to, I guess, to name a few, like there was the NES one that was ported to a couple different things. They had a little, one of those Tiger electronic LCD games. I really wish I had that. That would be awesome for a collection. <laughs> um, let's say, what was some other ones? Uh, Battle Maniacs on the Super Nintendo. They did a crossover with Double Dragon. I've actually played that one on the NES. That's on NES and Super Nintendo. Yeah. And then the arcade one. So, I mean, there's a handful of games there, and it, and they're all the sort of that beat 'em up sort of style. Um, I, admittedly, I haven't got to play them all. Particularly, I, I kind of want to try the Game Boy one. I hear it's a little bit different. But anyhow, um, so just to kind of back up here with that first game. Um, I want to say the first time I've really dug into it, honestly, was with Rare Replay when it came out. Now, I do, I have played it, you know, with the actual NES controller now after the fact. But um, it is, for I guess for you all not familiar with it at all, it is brutally difficult. Basically, every game, as far as I'm aware at least, in this series is just painfully difficult. But it's, I don't know, it still has like a charm to it. And I, I like like beyond the art and the music, that that stuff's great, but it still feels like a good game, if that makes sense. Like some games can be stupid hard and it just frustrates the crud out of me and I just I end up hating it. Honestly, sometimes even the Mega Man series has frustrated me like that. I don't know what it is about that. But with this one, it's, it's like I can accept the fact that I know it's just ridiculously like stupid hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there there's a lot of variety in it. Even in that first game, um, let me, Jacob, if you don't mind, I'll jump here, kind of jump through some of the levels real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the first stage here, I'm pulling it up, I apologize. So the first stage in the first game, um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but like the, the first one's called Ragnarok's Canyon. So you do start out with like a little beat-em-up. You can, it is, you can play two-player. Oh, actually, before I get too deep into that, I am going to go through this story real quick. I apologize. So with this first one, the, the main three battle toads is Rash, the dude with the sunglasses, um, Zitz, the greenish, bluish one that's sort of the leader, so to speak, and then Pimple, the big brown-looking dude. So let's see. The story, after her defeat by Galactic Corporation at the Battle of Canis Major, I don't know what that part is, but <laughs> the Dark Queen and her renegade space troops retreat to outer reaches of the universe, hiding in the dark spaces between the stars. Meanwhile, aboard the spaceship Vulture, Professor T-Bird, and this is the dude that's almost like General Pepper in Star Fox. Oh, okay. He kind of tells you where to go. And the Battletoads, Rashtits and Pimple, are escorting Princess Angelica, not the Rugrat, back to her home planet where her father, the Terran Emperor, awaits her safe arrival. So along the way, Pimple, the biggest Battletoad, takes Angelica for a cruise, just paraphrasing here a little bit, in the toaster to a nearby laser station. Pimple and Angelica 
burn space, as it says. But the Dark Queen ambushes them before they can get there. Luckily, Pimple manages to send out a distress signal, and there you go. So the main part of the story is you trying to save Pimple and this Princess Angelica from the Dark Queen. Okay. And if you've seen any of this game, or if you've seen artwork of it and all of that sort of thing, not including the the new... I don't want to call it a reboot because it's really not, but not including the new game. The Dark Queen is... Uh, well, let's say some things in this are almost like the Ninja Turtles, but a little more adult in some ways. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's... Uh, her, her, what am I trying to say here? Her, her outfit is does not leave a whole lot to the imagination. Um, I'll just leave it at that. So... <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, there you go. I'll keep it, keep it G PG here. So with the first stage, you do jump in with the, I guess the, the main part of the gameplay of this series, which is sort of a beat 'em up, and you can do this one player, two player, and this one. Some others you can do three, but uh, you start out in this canyon and you fight your way through, pretty much how you expect. You can pick up a couple things like a. You can knock a metal leg off this big robot thing and use it as a weapon and that kind of stuff. Um, but you, when you get to the end of it, the boss is this big robot um, thing that you don't really get to see fully, and it starts aiming at you, like with a little rectile, almost like, who is it? Is it Zero Suit Samus's Final Smash, if you know Smash Brothers well enough, where there's just like this big target, like you're aiming around the stage, and you have to avoid that and pick up rocks that it blast off of the hillsides to throw back at it. So the first boss already isn't like what you would expect out of a normal beat-em-up game, like out of a double dragon or something. Um, and after you beat that, you go down this big hole on this mm -hmm. rope. It's, it kind of sounds crazy when I'm sitting here explaining it, but you're just trying to get down to the bottom of this big shaft safely and kicking birds and things, uh, kicking like dangerous birds and robots and things on the way down. Um, I'm not even just glancing here again at all the stages. And I just played a lot of this again recently. I'm not even going to go through all the different stages just because there, there really is a lot of variety to this. Now, the third one, though, I do want to get to it because <laughs> this one I feel like is where a lot of people probably never really got past. Um, and that is the Turbo Tunnel. It's pretty infamous if you've heard anybody really talk about this game where you get on a bike, if you're playing two-player, both of you get on two separate bikes. And it's just left or right, but there are walls and all kinds of obstacles and things coming at you and jumps you have to make, like, super fast. The farther you go, the harder it gets. And it gets ridiculous by the end of it. Um, wow. This is one of those things. Thankfully, if you get a game over here, it just puts you back at the beginning of this level, not the whole game, because you will get some game overs here. That's cool. Um, it's wise that they did that. It's really wise. Yeah, it's it's almost a little bit too much, I would say. <laughs> but from the story, and maybe you've heard something like this too, Jacob. But the, the story I've I've heard of that. I don't know who it was, but apparently one of the programmers at Rare was like ridiculously good at games, and pretty much he just thought everybody else should have that same skill level. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, so Jacob, have you have you made it that far into it before, or have you no, have you seen I much of the it. game? 
I made it to the tunnel, and I was about halfway through, and then um, I died. Maybe I was almost done with it, but I died, and um, then I tried to continue on, and um, I ate, like, a butterfly or something like that, or a fly. Yeah. And um, my game froze, so I turned it off. That's what I called it. But um, what do those little flies do when you eat them? So that is your health. Um, Up in the top corner, Mm -hmm. there's like, I forget how many hits you have. Is it five or six? Something like that. It's five. That's your health. And that just gives you some hits back. The hearts are your extra lives. Oh, okay. You usually start with three or four, I believe, in this one. But there is like a, honestly, there's a code I like to use that you can start with a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and you will need it. Um, like I said, this game gets painfully difficult. There is 13, I guess, like normal stages in this game. Wow. And That's like I said, I just talked about the first three. Yeah, there's there's actually a decent bit to this. Like it's not one of those that's just like stupid hard because it's got two or three levels or three or four levels or so to it yeah. just to buy time. Like it's got a decent amount to it. Um, I was going to, I wanted to comp- compliment the game. Um what, it came out in 1993, right? 91. Oh, 91. Sorry. Okay. Um, I was just really impressed with the, the animations and the graphics. Like, it moves really well. It like you can, it, this. It just goes to show you what Rare was starting to become. The way this game was programmed. Like, the way I moved as, as one of the Toads. Um, I was impressed for how fluid the... I was moving and how, um, just how it worked. It didn't seem choppy. It didn't seem slow. They moved pretty quick and, um, that was really good. And they also, um, were just, I loved the animations of the face. You talked about the first boss fight and I actually was, (laughs) that first boss fight, that was awesome. I mean, I was really impressed. I'm not lying. Um, I was like, I was like, wow, okay, this is in the game. Uh, that's pretty, to me, that seemed pretty high-tech for the NES. Um, you're, you, they had, like, they make their fun, you, it's the Donkey Kong faces. What becomes popular in Donkey Kong? They have, like, their eyes pop, like, oh, my gosh, you know, that giant robot type thing for the humor. And then, um, and then it goes to that vantage point of what the robot's looking at, and you are controlling your character, I thought that was super high tech. That was like ahead of its time graphics there, um, or an effect for a NES game. That was really cool. You can definitely tell this came out at the end of the NES life because by the time you get to the end of every system's life, that's when the top of the line quality I think comes out. Look at Mario Bros. One and Mario Bros. Three. Like there's just a yeah. vast difference in what developers learn how to do with a system so um you you see that a lot in battle toads so i was very impressed with that but yeah that's as far as i've made it is that tunnel as for myself with this game um i have been all the way through it that being said to get all the way through and i have played this like normally like on its own and made it a decent ways in the past but i pretty much used every little cheat so to speak that rare replay lets you use and it was still difficult <laughs> like it's it's gonna take you some time no matter how you get through this um the rare replay version being sort of the newest port of it that i'm aware of um if you do 
have that or if you do get your hands on that somehow. It, it gives you a rewind feature, um, which is helpful, but it's still m more difficult than you would think it would be with that. And of course, you've got save states and things like that, so that's great. But I uh, actually, I take that back. I forgot one. You can actually turn on infinite lives on that, so that's handy, but there's still, it'll still push you back to certain checkpoints and things like the turbo tunnel and some things like it uh, later on, like there's a surfing level and things like that. Um, if you're playing with two players and one goes out, you're both going back to the last checkpoint in this one. So it's sometimes better to go at this one by yourself. Not in every spot, but I'd, by the end of it, I, I would probably play through it on your own if you're really wanting to sit down and be serious about trying to get through this. Um, let's see. There was another one I wanted to mention here. Some of these are so outlandish, it's actually a little bit hard to explain. Like one later on, you're chasing, or you're, I'm sorry, you're racing a big rat dude, like down this tunnel, and you have to get to That's a funny. bomb. But three different times, you have to get to a bomb before he does and kick it out of there, or he'll blow it up and kill you. <laughs> um, so again, it's just, it's more than like just a normal beat em up. Um, there is some beat em up stages, I would say. I don't know, maybe roughly half of it is. And then the things that aren't, you know, you are still kind of like beating up people as you go for the most part. But it's it's definitely got a lot of uniqueness to it. And I, from at least from what I've played of the series, mostly this and the arcade and the one crossover somewhat and the new game, all of them have had some sort of variation on just different genres almost. Um Especially that turbo tunnel thing kind of comes back in different ways in pretty much every game. Yeah. Seems like a staple. Um, you know, with the game, what I want to, well, I can even, and maybe this is because everyone knows what I love, but I, uh, I see the direction that got them the gig to handle Donkey Kong Country, you know, because that, that literally was like the next big thing on their plate. That oh, they, yeah. they did was they took on Donkey Kong Country for Nintendo, and uh, it I can see Donkey Kong elements of what was put in Donkey Kong Country in this game and in the Super Nintendo game that I played. Um, like I I, I I see the humor, I see even the sound, um, and the way that they just did animations for it. Um, David Wise was the composer for these games, and David Wise is the composer poser for all the Donkey Kong, well, most of the Donkey Kong Country games, and uh, I just, I just see again that pre-stage of what Rare was about to become, you know, because we know the Rare with the logo, the golden logo, it says Rareware, gold and blue, and um, that wasn't the case. What was it? Kind of like a rainbow rare thing what did their logo look like back then yeah it it kind of like you said if if i remember correctly and i apologize i feel like i should know this one but it i've, I've seen it sort of like a rainbow color and sort of a goldish color not like what you're thinking with the logo later like even what's funny is like i um, at the beginning of battletoads it shows up but me and my wife were playing uh, wheel of fortune on the nest last night it came out in 87 and you see that same logo because it was actually worked on by Rare. so, But I do believe it's sort of a different color. It definitely doesn't stick out the way as like the big 
rare emblem sort of thing does that popped up in Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, totally not. Um, okay, well, you know, you mentioned the newest game, Josh, and obviously this game sat dormant for decades. I mean, we're talking, what, two... 26 two years. Half, two and a half decades, yeah. That's, that's a long time for fans of this franchise to have to wait. Um, I don't know how many massive obsessed fans there were. Uh, I don't feel like... Right. I don't feel like there's that many. Um, I feel like maybe it's like a smaller cult following for Battletoads. Um, I could be wrong, but... Um, it kind of is. Talk about, like, the new game. Did it bring life back to it? Did you like the direction that it, that it, that it went? Did it pick up where it left off and improved? Or did it kind of maybe take the franchise in a direction that was not necessarily that you felt better for the franchise? Yeah, so it, I've in my own head, like the story itself is a continuation of what's going on. Um, it, it even references 26 years they've been basically locked up in a wormhole. Um, just paraphrasing a little bit of the story. And it, it's, it's goofy, it's funny now, and it's going off of the last, um, the last one, which was the arcade game. And all of those, like from this game to the arcade game, the, the NES game to the arcade game, sort of had that edgy I mean they're kind of silly and they know they're not like super serious but they're still kind of kind of dark and they're not afraid to get a little bit more violent and maybe a little more edgy than say like the Ninja Turtles would um and even especially with that arcade release which uh, well and that that double I'm sorry the double dragon crossover and all of that sort of thing which on a little side note that's a pretty cool crossover game but (laughs) anyway um with the arcade in particular I remember like they even um like it gets a little bloody uh so it it starts to just kind of continue down that route there now fast forward to the new game this year and it's taken on a much more cartoony look that some people aren't a huge fan of um I wasn't real sure of it at first but uh, honestly it kind of grew on me like I'm not afraid I think when I was younger stuff like that would bother me more like when Wind Waker came out for example, and they took Ocarina of Time, that link that, you know, I love that series and made him this goofy looking cartoon character. But as I kind of get older, I learned to kind of appreciate that stuff a little bit more. And a lot of people saw like the reveal trailer for that first, for this new Battletoads a couple years ago and threw a little fit because it didn't look like it used to. But I actually, especially in motion and sitting down and playing through it, I I like it. Um, The style of it is definitely different so it's it is a continuation but it almost feels like a reboot in a sense um and hopefully i they continue along sort of the path they started here um it's it it does look more cartoony but it's definitely i mean like definitely something that's more adult humor sort of like an adult cartoon sort of humor it's not like completely raunchy it's not like conquer's bad fur day but it's kind of like it's honestly somewhere in between that and like banjo kazooie just to compare it to two rare made games um but i you know it's it's it i laughed quite a few times to it it's a little bit weird maybe at times but it's still good fun and the game itself it picks up a lot like and i'm sorry i know i'm going on a lot about a game that's actually not on a nintendo console now unfortunately but 
it um, it sort of keeps with a series of roots with being or having a lot of variety to it. Uh, yeah, you start with beat 'em up levels and things like that, but there's like a almost like a Galaga type game through it a couple times and little puzzles and things you have to figure out. Maybe a little bit too much compared to the fighting, but I still like what they did with it. So I would love to see more from this series. There's a lot I, I like about it, just the style of it and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not super great at all of it, but mm-hmm. we did beat that game. Um, How long was the game, the new one? Well, when we played it live on that stream with three of us, whenever that was, it took us six hours and 37 minutes. That was the stream time. So the game, I think the game said it took us a little under six hours, wow, technically. That's, that's pretty short. So it's it's kind of like one of those things where, like with the, the old ones, I'm trying to remember exactly how the difficulties work. And I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't played them all. The original just has like the one difficulty and it is what it is. This one has like the three different difficulties with easy, well, it's Tadpole, Toad, and Battle Toad. Uh-huh. Um, we played through it on Toad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so it kind of has intentions for you to go back, do that sort of thing. And there's collectibles to find on this one, little objectives to do, like, hey, beat this level in this amount of time, get eight ranks. There's rankings on battles and things like that. So I'm, you know, I'm not super against, like, I think it's like 20 bucks when we bought it. So for the, the price. price is just so short, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a huge problem with it. I, I, if it was up to me, I would maybe add another series of some just straight battle levels. Like I said, uh-huh. it, it keeps with the series roots with the variety, but maybe a little bit too far. Just, you know, again, this isn't a review of the new game, I guess, but um, I, I mostly like that new direction they're going with it. And I'd, I'd love to see more out of this series, maybe done in some in some new ways. Like I said, it was actually, it was difficult on that middle difficulty, but it was doable, where some of these old games, I doubt very many people got through them. Did, um, well, you know, Battletoads, like pretty much everything Rare made was pretty much a Nintendo crowd style game. Is this... Yeah. Do you feel like this new game would actually get more life breathed into it if it was on Nintendo Switch um, as opposed to Xbox? I don't even know how it's been reviewed. I don't know if they, it's sold right. a lot. I don't know. Um, what does that look like, and do you think it would do better on Nintendo? Well, I guess from the the review side of it, it's it seemed to do pretty well from what I looked into, from what I remember. Um, I think it was sort of like you know an 8 out of 10 sort of thing that, that I would... Nice give it some more around that so it's it's good um now i have no idea how it's sold i've seen a handful of people talking about it and seem to enjoy it those who have played it and didn't just be like oh it's not like the old ones you know <laughs> so, now right, like you I, I would waker. no no well, i used to be that, that, anyway <laughs> <laughs> um now i i do think it would probably do better on a nintendo console um like I mentioned with the humor and things like that, mm-hmm. it's definitely not something I see usually on a Nintendo console. Um, there is, you know, it's not real bad, but there's a little bit of language here and there really? um, in certain cutscenes and things like that that, you know, it isn't something you see a whole lot in first party Nintendo stuff. 
but I still think it would fit better it's there. Teen, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it um, can happen. And it, it's not like I mean it's it's violent, but it's cartoony violence. Like there's not blood squirting everywhere and things right. like that. It's it's you know it it kind of is what it is. I, sure. I still think it would do better on a Nintendo console, and I'm sure if if they had the ability to, they would probably prefer to do it that way. I just my guess, but um, you know, Rare being with Microsoft and all of that, it's just kind of stuck where it is, and I don't see it. Personally, I don't see them ever bringing it to the Switch. Why um, not, though? I mean, we've had games like Ori and Cuphead. Those were at one time, you would have laughed in my face if I told you they're coming to Nintendo. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad they did, because, I mean, I've, I've actually played some of them on the Xbox, but I, I, I didn't beat neither of those two games on the Xbox, but I did on the Switch. I got them back on there, and I love both of those. Um, one, the controller just feels better, but from what I, for, for one, from what I understand, I don't know if this is completely true, but... I don't think we're going to be seeing much more of that from Microsoft. Um, also, I, it's, it's sort of that rare thing where they, I feel like they, if they would have done something like that, I feel like we would have gotten Banjo-Kazooie at least by now. Um, if they were had any interest in doing anything else for Nintendo, specifically from Rare, which the new game was technically, I guess it was produced by Rare, but the developers, I cannot pronounce their name. Um, do you know who I'm talking about? It's uh, Let me pull it up real quick because I don't want to. I don't know their name. Okay. Um, I'll pull it up as I'm talking here. But uh, it is Dalala Studios. D-L-A-L-A Studios. Um, well, they developed it alongside with Rare, according to this. So, anyhow. Um, yeah, I... I, I hope it comes to Switch. I, I don't think it's like, you know, super powered to the point where they couldn't port it. You know, if they can port something like Doom 2016 over, they could port this. Um, it, it looks good. It's got a very cool art style. But I, I just don't know if I see it happening, unfortunately. I mean, I can always hope. Well, yeah, we can always hope. Who knows? But... Well, I mean, outside of that, man, I don't really have much more to say about this specific game. Uh, do you have any final thoughts to round out the show here? Uh, not a whole lot here. Um, like I said, I, I wish I've, I would have had the opportunity to play a little bit more out of this. And I, I would love to see it get a little more, I guess, popularity to see them back in the, the limelight. Um, I think there's a lot of a lot of just fun to the series and like the yeah. cutscenes and the new one and things like that that can I think that can go a long way um, so yeah I just like I said I just hope to see more out of this in the future hopefully they've on Nintendo they've never even seen them in the limelight we'll you know like they've never been a True. 3D game you realize that unless you can cr- yeah, correct they, me uh, if I'm wrong but I don't think they've ever had a 3D game no, the, the closest thing to it, um, Rash was a character in Killer Instinct on the Xbox One. That's right. Yeah. Stupid. Who cares? You know, like, why bring so, in that guy when the franchise is not even popular, you know? So it's like, it'd be cool to see if you could get, like, a Yeah, it was kind of weird timing. Absolutely weird timing. It, Xbox does that all the time. Um, but it's like... Uh, yeah. I think it would be cool and interesting if they could bring them back 
in like a 3D aspect and gave us like a, a 3D view of them. And, uh, y- you know, they could... What if there was a Battletoads 3D platformer? I mean, you and I, we love that stuff, and that'd be interesting, you know? Um, I don't know. I would. I don't totally don't expect that, um, but it would, it would be interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, at, the, at the least, I would hope maybe we could get those games on like some sort of new virtual console the old ones and things like that and i hope this new game does well and we see more out of this and maybe have that opportunity on a nintendo console again for sure well i can uh help do our due diligence here i don't really uh know all the specific i never do due diligence so it's i i've never memorized (laughs) it all but I know you can find us on Twitter at uh, Nos underscore. Uh, is that right? Oh, my gosh. N- Nintendo underscore Nos. Sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, you, you should do this. You're the social media guru here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, you can find us on Twitter. It is at Nintendo underscore Nos. Um, and we're also, of course, on Facebook on under Nintendo Nostalgia. We have our little uh, Facebook group there that we usually are chatting in almost on a daily basis. I feel like it's the Nintendo Nostalgia chat, so hunt that down if you got time there. And we are occasionally also on Instagram, so you can keep up with us in all those places. Awesome, yeah. And where, where can they find you, Josh? Um, I am mostly on Twitter at Whopper744Games, and I have been, like I said, along with Ryan and, and Tom and some of us, been live streaming a lot trying to get that to grow it's not like going very far yet but i'm having a pretty good time with it just trying it out and see where it goes so if you want to check that out um that's at whopper or you know the twitch.tv uh whatever it is slash whopper 744 or the facebook group at whopper 744 gaming so i know that gets a little bit confusing but there you go (laughs) fantastic awesome guys well hey Thanks so much, and we'll be back next week with some more Nintendo Nostalgia. See you then. See ya.